Jellicles pod and Jellicles cats. 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 And this is Podcats. Uh, in the in the fanciest studio by far that Podcats will ever, <laughs> ever be <laughs> recorded. Uh, it has a piano that I am not allowed to use. Multiple that signs. I have, there, have been, there are multiple signs posted on the piano from all angles. No matter where you come from, there is a sign that says, do not use the piano. I did attempt to ignore those signs, pulled up the cloth, and there's a fucking car boot. Like, the piano did not pay its parking tickets. Oh, so, yeah. listeners, you missed out on a great musical intro from someone who does not know how to play the piano. And you have to live with that for the duration of the show. Until I get a piano. Uh, welcome yeah. back, or two for the first time, Podcats. And uh, with me in the studio this week uh, is a Chicago theater legend... Melanie Humphrey, oh. the toast of Missouri State University, Melanie Humphrey. Thank you. Uh, the, I feel like I haven't deserved those titles yet, except the Missouri State one. I'm definitely a toast there. <laughs> Butter me up, please. Delicious. Um, Smear some jam for I am a toast. I didn't ask you if I could take my shoes off. I'm doing it, though. That's fine. There's little I, you can do to stop me at this point. <laughs> I mean, I feel uh, as a longtime listener and fan of the uh, trilogy. No, wait, was the 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 podcast universe that Kevin Lanigan has created? Uh, Way is, too many podcasts, <laughs> and I've been called out for it multiple times. <laughs> it is an honor and a privilege to just be in the same room as this oh. podcast legend. As so, the magic is unfolding. As as if you take your shoes off, and that's the the. Cre- the artistic journey, then I'm here for it. I'm thinking. And I don't know if I have ever recorded a podcast with my shoes on. Yeah. I, I don't know if that's true. Now, I am seeing some movement across the way in a, oh, no. in a sort of booth. So maybe we're going to be thrown out of here and there is going to be an abrupt musical cut where uh, we are indeed moving to a new location. Uh, we're going to find out the hard way momentarily, but I'm just going to press on. <laughs> yeah. Because maybe they're not here for us. Oh, they took their backpack off. Yeah, they're oh, they're yeah, relaxing. They're so they're we're going to, you know, yeah. we'll, we'll find out. <laughs> Stay tuned for we updates young on whether enough. or not we're being kicked out of this studio. Yeah, I think we look young enough to be here, and so just pretend we're like, ah, yes, college. Um, I'm so stressed about essays. Midterms! Oh, They're no. coming up again! Oh my god, like, what am I doing in my life? And um, uh, the dining hall, and walking. Uh, you know, the yeah. loans. 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 I scream about loans a lot in my well, everyday life anyway. I feel like college students, they don't get it yet. They're like, free money. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe they're giving me a card with extra money on it for my expenses. Cha-ching. And that's when they open up an Amazon account for the first time. <laughs> Under yes. their name, they put their social in there even though they don't need to. And that's how you rack it up, because guess what? Those How I Met Your Mother DVDs you bought with your fucking overages, they, you got to pay for those later, but more. You have to pay more money for them. A warning for all of you. All of you collegiates who have who have seen the, the Cats trailer and are now off a, a, a light with Cats fever, Cat Scratch fever, that is, of course, sweeping the nation. Mm-hmm. Um... You, uh, 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 welcome to it. This is, these are two horribly post-grad people, <laughs> two woefully graduated people sitting in this sound booth. Yeah. We have seen the world and, uh, I don't like it. Uh, a lot of times, uh, sometimes it's nice. I think the Cats trailer is firmly on the, like, oh no, <laughs> what have we done? Would you call Cats a student loan? Oh, of movies? Hmm. Yes, probably because there's there's a lot of money being put into this movie. Way more than should have been spent yeah. on this prospect. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And we will all pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> we will we will all pay for it. 
both in terms of we are all buying tickets. Oh yeah, like, without I'm a doubt, not missing it. And also, we will pay with our very souls. <laughs> we yes. will all pay with our lives. You know, yeah. I feel like in terms of this post grad life, you know, we just talked about the 2016 election. That's a marker for my post grad life. Cats movie is going to be another one. Do we? Sure. We it came up at at uh, dinner tonight. Do you remember? Before 2016, I'm not convinced I do. I, well, I had bangs, so that was, like, a new thing for me. Oh, it was definitely breakup bangs, too. So, like, it was a whole (laughs) thing. First time having bangs after a breakup. I definitely recommend it. It is a great way to uh, channel any kind of sadness. It's it's an excellent way to feel yourself. Yes. Um, And then I remember being very, well, I was temping, so I ate so many snacks every day for free. And I was very sassy. I voted early um, because Chicago lets you vote early. And so, uh, yeah, I had voted early. I got it done. I was like, heck, yeah, this is it. Like, I I posted my I voted sticker. It was a very sexy selfie. Lots of likes. I was wearing a yellow sweater, the hottest color. Um, statistically, so, yeah, it was my sluttiest one of one of my sluttiest sweaters for wow. sure. You know, I'm in Chicago. I have to like remind everyone of this that like this is <laughs> this is this how is the Chicago bar of yeah. sexiness is that you are all wearing sweaters. It's about how you wear. Yeah, sweaters. how you wear a sweater. I think also turtlenecks are also a very slutty gear that I had. That's my sluttiest wear: turtleneck sweater. Um, but yeah, that was a pre-2016 life, you know? Great. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, yeah, because there are some things that I can tell you were better or worse before or after 2016. Mm-hmm. So, like, sex, I can't tell you. I've only had it after 2016, <laughs> mm. so I will get back to you later <laughs> um, if I time travel or something yeah. like that. Uh, but, like, alcohol tastes sweeter now mm. than it did before 2016. Yeah. Movies are less good after 2016. Yes. Not that we're still not making great movies. There are great movies that come out every year. It just feels like, are you saving me, movie? <laughs> are you are you pulling us out of the abyss? Yeah. And now I'm so conscious of like, think of all the like electricity and water bottle waste that went into this movie that I'm watching right now. And you have to be the most engrossing film in the world to not remind me of that. So movies are worse now. Yeah. Music might be better. I would say maybe music is better. Like, I have listened... Well, and also, too, like, 2016 maybe marked second year in Chicago. So I was fully in that headphone game of, like... I must wear headphones to be a person outside. Um, I'm a city person now, so I listen to more music. TV is better. I think theater for me, as the Chicago theater legend, um, is definitely a wash. I think right after 2016, theater was rough because it was shows that were not written during a Trump era, and then they're like, oh no, we're in a Trump era, like, uh, I, I'm doing a steering wheel action, I don't really back, drive a lot. Pedal, back, pedal, back, back, pedal. pedal. Um, we must insert some Trump things, we must, and mostly like digs at Trump, of like, ha, sure. oh, funny jokes about Trump. Julius Caesar, uh, but he's dressed as Trump, yeah, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And I will like argue there are no funny uh, jokes about Trump, um, because no. the best impersonator of Trump is himself, and he is not funny. It's so. So this is a problem we ran into on Puffin. Uh, mm-hmm. For anyone who's listened to my other podcast, the Puffin Publishing Podcast, play the great authors of history, and my good friend Vern Tooley plays Mark Twain. Mm-hmm. And we were originally like, okay, Mark Twain is this horrible racist, uh, this scum bucket. He's a great Trump analog. Let's make him mayor. Ha ha ha! And so, like, anytime Trump does something stupid or weird, we're gonna like parody it, and then. We realized very quickly that, number one, we could not keep up with everything stupid or or awful that he was doing. Number two, it became in very bad taste to try and make light of all of this. We have a lot of, like, Hitler stuff early on, back when Hitler was funny, the halcyon days of when Hitler was funny. Uh, And it just became more and more clear that we just couldn't pull it off. Mm. 
Um, and like the the best Trump stuff is the stuff that is not funny. It's like, and I know he's trying to be funny, but like uh, Anthony at at Newick, the 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 president show guy, hmm. um, he's great because he's just like doing Trump as a sad dumpy man. The worst Trump is like fucking Alec Baldwin, yes, who just like he comes on. He does kind of a funny impression, but you, like, all you read is, like, his utter contempt for this person. Like, he's not doing a character or an impression. Yeah. And he just says a line that isn't funny, and then a beat, and then he just, like, does the pursed lips thing. And we're supposed to, like, I'm supposed to piss my pants at how good that impress. Emmy nominations for that impression! Yeah. Um, and yep. this is going to be blasphemy in a theater show, but like Laura Benanti did the same thing with Melania on the Colbert show because mm-hmm. she is their go-to Melania and she's just like, oh, the winter be best. And then she like does, they all just do like a face. Yeah. And the face is the punchline. Like it's Zoolander, but it never ends. If Zoolander went on forever. Oh, Yeah. I, uh, after 2016, um, my name is Melanie. I just want to be clear. It is Melanie. (laughs) That is my name. Um, that was a fine name to have. And then 2016 happened and I, uh, you know, I worked in a restaurant and the kitchen one time called me Melania and I was like, how dare you? No one ever do that again. Never again. And they were like, uh, sorry, hilarious. And then another, an Uber driver called me Melania. I was like, no, 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 no. My name is Melanie. Wow. So yeah. Melanie as a name has been stripped from yeah. the cultural consciousness. And then one time Trump did tweet my wife, Melanie, because he's also not good at texting he's, as an old man. He's a very dumb old man whose <laughs> so, memory is deteriorating. It's uh, uh, So, yeah. So a shout out to all the Melanies out there who need the support at this time. We are not Melanias. We are Melanies. Are there famous Melanies? Uh, Melanie Griffin is the Oh, famous Melanie one. Griffith. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. Or yes, Griffith. Yes. Mrs. Oh, man, uh... she's not famous enough. I don't remember her last name. <laughs> Antonio Banderas' was... uh, squeeze. Yes. yes. Okay. And then they had a tiger? No, a lion? They, as pet owners, had one? <laughs> no. Or they I birthed think... one? I... Like Antonio Banderas got really <laughs> in character is... for Puss so in Boots. So not only is he, this. And he and his wife gave birth to a lion cub. Is this what this podcast is turning into? Just tra- talking about the cat's trailer first? And then talking about all cats in general, puss we in boots. Talk about whatever <laughs> we want. Usually with some like core thread for cats. Mm, okay. But cats is and this is something that we're gonna keep coming back to over and over again on the show. Cats is a completely unique, mystifying element of pop culture. Not the film, obviously, as well, but the stage show. Oh, yeah. Which ran for 20 years, which is unheard of in Broadway. That is so, so rare that a show runs for 20 consecutive years mm-hmm. at, like, number one. One year, this show brought in $2 billion. In one year, this show, yeah. it is it is in the upper pantheon of Broadway shows. When you think of Broadway, mm-hmm. it's like Phantom, Rent, Cats, The Lion King, and now Hamilton. Like, yes. that is our fucking Mount Rushmore. I think you can add uh, Les Mis to that uh, yes. as well. I think you can add Wicked to that yes. as well. Um, but, like, definitely all the other musicals that we talked about had, like, a full story. Yes. Maybe the story that they brought from is not that fun. Like, I would say, like, especially Hamilton, like... Uh, you founding... tried to read that book? <laughs> yeah. Because I tried to, I think everybody bought that book and mm-hmm. we all tried <laughs> and we all failed. I didn't even get to the good stuff. I didn't even get to Washington. Ugh. That book is a thousand pages long. Yeah, I didn't Christ. read that book. Um, I, yeah, like I don't, I don't do novels. Like I don't do long books anymore. I tried to do Anna Karenina and no. Too much farming, not enough sweet affairs. Too many rats. <laughs> Too many not rats. Enough realms. Not enough realms. All right, for sure. We need to explain that. <laughs> yes. So this joke goes back. Uh, Hamill Minute listeners will be in on this joke, but it fucking Christmas of last year, uh, not even a year ago, 
we start seeing fucking trailers for a movie called Nutcracker in the Four Realms, you all just went, oh, right, yeah. Because none of, none of you saw it. Yeah. No, it's on Netflix. I tried to, I, I was like, all right, I'm Netflix? recording with Mel. Oh I'm going to like finally watch this movie. Never happened. Didn't happen. Rats and Realms is you watch the whole Nutcracker trailer and you do not see one motherfucking rat. You, one does not grace the screen. And I, like everyone else, have sat through at least one production of The Nutcracker. We've all done it. Mm -hmm. That show is all rats. That is a rat show. Mm -hmm. Because you've got the, the, it's like a girl and she, a Nutcracker protects her in a sub world. In a dream. In She'd a dream. Follow, yeah, she dreams. Full of rats. Rats yeah. are like the whole thing. And it's like the 1900s, so that like probably rats were a big problem then too. So like I would, I mean, they're a problem now, like for sure. Like the New Yorker in the room can probably attest to that. I Chicago see is a planned city. Every we day, have alleys. We, everyone has a rat in their apartment or like a mouse. Like we all do. Mm -hmm. It lives behind the stove. Your New York apartment comes with a rat. You go down to the subway; they're everywhere. You really just get used to them. Yeah. Which is why I was so offended <laughs> when that Nutcracker trailer comes out. There is not one rat, but where do we get all these realms? Yes. <laughs> what I, are the realms? And I think, so as neither of us have seen this movie, um, I think it's important to know uh, that the Nutcracker is typically told with no talking. That's how easy the story is. Almost um, like it's, it's a all dance. Ballet. It's a ballet. And so to add complications to the Nutcracker, I think defeats the purpose of the Nutcracker. Um, and so... The purpose of the Nutcracker is so that you can spend time with your grandma without making conversation. Yes. You can be like, we went out, grandma, we saw the Nutcracker, we all kind of enjoyed it, and we've come home now. That is yes. the purpose and like, of the Nutcracker. As the lady in the room, you wear your prettiest dress because like other ballerinas are on stage wearing a very pretty dress. You wear a pretty dress, you get a picture by the Christmas tree. Yeah. That's a Christmas card. Like you see it with your girl cousins. Like it's a whole thing. The guys put on a sweater. Maybe it's a nice sweater. Maybe it's like your ugly Christmas sweater. But like you do it together. Mm -hmm. It's a it's a facet of American culture. Certainly American like Christian culture. Oh yeah. Um. Where we get all these realms. Where yes. did the realms come from? And so rats versus realms is now popular parlance in our in our small circle of four people that are in <laughs> on this thing. But you judge a piece of culture on its relationship to rats and realms. Mm -hmm. So if there are too many rats, they played it too safe. They stuck it too close. They mm -hmm. didn't take any chances. If there are too many realms, they went way too far. Yeah. They've absolutely like taken something in a direction it should never have gone. I will also say sometimes situations are too many rats. If it specifically has to deal with a little bit more obvious like animals, that is definitely always categorized in a too many rats situation, not enough realms. It's a very complex yes. system <laughs> that we've worked out. I've I've made a chart. It'll probably be the pit, the artwork for this episode. I have made a chart so that yes. you at home can play along. You can place something on the rats v realm scale. Yes. And you know, it changes and like this is just just to bring maybe some context to Kevin, like this is not something Kevin knew about no. <laughs> until he came here. I made a joke uh, around Christmas because I was mad about this. I was fake mad because it's like I was really mad about other things. And I used that as like fuel for this pointless Rats v. Realms controversy. Yes. Uh, but independent of me, <laughs> this joke has taken on a life of its own in Chicago. Yes. Um, I lived with a person named Shannon Metz, and uh, full name, yes. Um, and we uh, stalked Kevin's Twitter pretty exclusively. <laughs> so we're stalking I, each I'm other's sorry. Twitter. <laughs> I mean, like, we follow other people. It's not just, like, my timeline's not just Kevin Lanigan. <laughs> um, but I definitely, in terms of the 
liking and retweeting, it's a lot of Kevin Lanigan. <laughs> There's some specific jokes on Twitter both of us have made for Kevin. Uh, no one else has understood at all. Uh, and so we saw this and Shannon like laughed and laughed. This was probably a conversation at two in the morning. Like we're very tired. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so we had started that of like, categorizing too many rats, not enough realms. And then I I think, because your original joke was too many realms, not enough rats. Yes. That was the original joke. And then I think in my tiredness at some point fucked it up and said (laughs) too many rats, not enough realms. And it opened a whole new realm, really, Ah, for us all. Indeed. uh, In joking. And I think, so like with the Nutcracker too, you know, I think it's, all of this is actually a very good allegory metaphor i'm not in college anymore i don't know the difference um, <laughs> they're so, often interchangeable <laughs> don't tell don't tell the northwestern people that are in this 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 building yeah. that i don't go to school don't here. tell you know mrs crabtree melanie's sixth grade english teacher <laughs> no or my mother who spent a lot of time with me uh editing papers <laughs> But I do think that with the um, the the Nutcracker movie is kind of like the primaries where we're like, this is a crazy movie. Why would you make it? <laughs> why, why would you spend so much money? So much money, and like, why would you have this weird CGI? Like, why do we need it around Christmas? You know, like, there's so many ballets who do Nutcracker and have like, and that's their sole money maker too. Like for a ballet, oh, yeah. if you like, if you like, you do the Nutcracker, your season's funded for the whole rest of the year. You can do all your weird shit. It's like a costume shop. Like you stay open all year, but you only make your money in October. Yeah. And ballets wait all year for the Nutcracker. Oh, yeah. Mariah Carey sits around all year doing fucking nothing, (laughs) waiting for All I Want for Christmas is You, that money to start rolling in again and again. Every year, the dump truck just pulls up to the Carey estate and fucking dumps it on them. Yes. She deserves it for real. I'm a Carey stan. It's Um, the best Christmas song. Oh, yeah. Ever written. Yes. And she nailed it. We can all stop. Oh, there are yeah. other ones I enjoy, like Sia's Christmas album is very good. Okay. Uh, Ingrid Michaelson's Christmas album is a very traditional, but very good. Yeah. Um, I got, I would murder a man for a Carly Rae Jepsen Christmas album. Would oh, kill a man. Okay. That's, that's a new possibility. I feel very conflicted about it, but like, I, I think, yeah, like, I, yeah, I think, I don't I know want, about murder, I, but. I yeah. want an, uh, a track of mostly originals mm-hmm. with a couple standards that she has made her own. Yes. And that is what I want. Because Sia's is all originals, it's oh, all okay. like crazy. Like, I want puppies for Christmas, Sia shit. Ooh, and it's, yeah. it's. Spectacular. <laughs> Melanie, it's almost August, so you only have to wait a few months and then fucking uh, hop on this album. All right. Go down to Target. They have extra tracks on that CD. And then uh, Ingrid's is a very traditional okay. fireplace and cocoa Christmas album. I, I mean, I am a Beatles person, so the the I I'm, I love the Paul McCartney one, for Simply. sure. Yes. Makes me feel happy. Uh, I'm specifically a Snoopy Christmas person. Um, Anything on a Charlie Brown Christmas album, here for it. And then otherwise, I don't stray around Christmas. But with the Nutcracker. Yes, right. Yes, the the, 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 the Christmas song tangents aside. The Nutcracker, you know, I think we thought it it was impossible. Like, why Couldn't be done? Why why would you do this? Why would it be successful? And I would say it's it probably wasn't successful. It was not in any measure. No, <laughs> successful. But I think in terms of the Cats trailer, it's like you thought you would have learned from the Nutcracker, like weird CGI, adding multiple stories that we don't want, even putting amazing people that we respect, like Misty Copeland, who is the um, American Ballet Theater uh, principal dancer. That's that white cat with the fork. Yeah, the, she is actually Frances Hayward. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, from, but she's uh, the English. She's English, and she is their principal dancer. Gotcha. Not English now. National Ballet or anything. I work at a theater where both of these companies are at, so I, I've seen Misty 
Jackie Copeland in person. Ooh. She's very short um, and very talented. Like the cats. In yes. Cats. Yes. And so I, I think, you know, like they roped poor Misty. Well, I, she's definitely not poor at this point. She's got that movie money. Um, right. They roped her into this movie, didn't do well. And now we have Cats, which is, I think, like maybe like the Nutcracker's Wildest Dreams. This is what the Nutcracker... Is this one of the realms? It might be one of the realms. <laughs> this is, if you enter the world of the Nutcracker, the vision of the Nutcracker, yes. you go through one of those realms, of those guess doors? what? You're in Cats. Because I think Cats is cat a too door. many realms scenario. Yes. Well, I mean, we don't... I think... Let's maybe see this. I guess we this. can't judge it we until we fucking we don't know. see it. Well, it could be a couple of things, right? So the trailer could definitely be a too many realms, not enough rats situation. Because there's not a rat in this trailer. No. There's a mousetrap, so there could be a rat. A mousetrap as big as a cat. <laughs> yes. Almost like it is a cat trap. Y- yes. Who's trapping the cats? We will have to find out. <laughs> it, Paul Giamatti in a surprise performance has animal control, and he's got a big net, and he's going to scoop up Idris cat. And would Paul Giamatti be a, a human-sized person or a cat-sized person with a net? Because no. that's unclear in the trailer. He would somehow be like a skyscraper to the cats. And you're like, what is the perspective here? Yes. What is going on? And he could get all the cats in one fell swoop of that net. Because they're tiny. Too tiny. Too tiny. Too small. And we are going Too to small. do a trailer breakdown. Where we where we really get into the cats trailer, and I guess being twenty six minutes into this episode, we're coming up on that update on the recording studio. I think they're just doing a band performance in here. Like I heard some like drums or something earlier. They don't seem to care that we're in here at all, unless like a security guard shows up momentarily. He's like, please leave to whisk me out. They're stewing over there, just like holding a guitar, steaming, waiting for us to stop talking about fucking cats, so that they can get ready for the battle of the bands or whatever the fuck. I assume every band is just getting ready for a battle of the bands. That School is all of rock they do. Doing really, uh, it polluted us. me. School of Rock yeah. and Scott Pilgrim have together. Told me that all bands do is a battle of the bands. <laughs> yes. What else would you do? Just like play music? At a show it's for the same, them? Same no. way that every comedy show is a competition <laughs> and you're trying to figure out who's the funniest. Ugh. I'm always right in the middle. That's a good am, place to be. I am never the least funny, mm-hmm. but I am never the most funny. I am right there in the middle. Yeah, I think that's a great place I'm to be. I'm a dependable player. Yeah. Yeah. Before I started the show, I was like, is there enough to talk about about cats to like sustain five, six months of programming? And in recording two episodes, absolutely there is. Absolutely there is. Cats is bananas and everyone has their own weird little fact that they know about cats. Because again, this is a massive show. I don't know anyone that loves it. It's this weird cultural oddity that is somehow the biggest thing in the history of its medium. It's Shakespeare, and then it's Cats. (laughs) And that is so baffling. But, like, high schools don't do productions of Cats. They... Every high school does fucking Les Mis. Mm-hmm. They all do all the big ones. Wicked. Every you see. Oh. They haven't done Wicked yet as a the. They I just have don't to, have rights. They don't to have do the Wicked. rights yet. They but want like, to so bad. Guys and Dolls. Um, West Side you know, Story. West Side Story, which they really shouldn't. And then, no. I'm, well, they shouldn't. Maybe it depends on the high school. Because if you're a properly Very true. Latin high school. Yeah, then great. But they're um, not. Harris In the Heights Ray. gets done by white high schools all across the country. Which it also shut it. And so there's a lot of, maybe this is a, a further exploration of like, what the fuck is musical theater doing? Would love to talk more. You know what? Because again, cats, we all like to laugh at it. We all are failing to understand cats. It was an original work. You know, mm-hmm. I, it's adapted from some poems, but that doesn't count. Like, no. it is an original piece. There is nothing else like it. It is the weirdest, most experimental thing that has ever run on Broadway. And it ran for 20 years, and it keeps coming back. And in a Broadway landscape that is only movie adaptations, it's just fucking Frozen, Beetlejuice, uh, and every week they announce another one, Mean Girls, Legally Blonde, Bring It On. And I like a lot of those shows. Yeah. But 
in a landscape that will not stop just doing movie adaptations, Cats is a completely original work. Yeah. Incredible. And yeah. now that we've done our respect for Cats, yes. let's, let's do the old trailer breakdown, shall we? I can't believe I'm being made to watch this again. <laughs> Already, we are 10 seconds in, and I already know that this is taking itself far, far too seriously. Why? (laughs) This is incredible. Because I think Cats should have a sense of humor about itself. Because it is so weird. (laughs) And because some of the music in it is so strange. Yes. Um, I would say, so we just saw the first glance of the white cat, which I think is supposed to be like maybe an ingenue cat. This is the ballet dancer, as yes. I heard. I thought that was Taylor Swift. It is so not. It's not. I also thought it was Taylor the Swift. The CGI is that bad. Okay. Mm. so <laughs> It's as bad as you. Folks, if you somehow have not seen the Cats trailer, pull that up. Open your YouTube window. Watch along with us. Because this is... It really is a special cultural landmark. Mm -hmm. The last time we felt this way about a trailer, like that we were all completely in on a trailer, was A Star is Born. Mm. A Star is Born. That trailer is one of the most important short films of the last 30 years. I would also, the first new Star Wars, I would categorize that. Yeah, you're probably. Because I remember remember my jaw dropping when um, Kylo Ren, he puts his lightsaber down and went, and then the two things went, right by his hand. And I was like, what? You're right. So once every couple years, we get another one of these. But I would say the Star Wars one, I was like, hell yes, I'm ready for it. This is not the same. A Star is Born was also like, my God, like, (laughs) I, I have to see this. And Cats is also that way, but just in a completely different way. Way different way. I do like the look of this movie, mm-hmm. not necessarily the CGI of the movie, mm-hmm. but like the cats skulking around in the shadows being cast. They obviously like actually built sets for this movie. Yeah. And that all looks really good. And it probably matches the actual, I've never seen the musical, so I cannot speak to knowing anything about that. Um, You can call me a hater. It's fine. I have accepted that. But I think the movement of Cats, the musical, is they're doing the same movement. So paying respect. I've seen the one VHS tape that everybody saw, the the 1998 taping of the show. Um, And really, they're just dancing like people, but they're doing cat paws. (laughs) Like they're they dance and then when they strike a pose they do a little they do a little cat shimmy. They do they get their little hands and a little claw. That's their approach to to doing this. Yeah. Um we continue. And there was no way this trailer was not going to be set to memory. No. And then this now we're now we're in some interesting territory here because we've seen Judy Dench, the cat, wearing the fur coat, which is a a topic of conversation that you can debate endlessly on. Yes, we there's a couple of uh, situations of this fur coat, right? So. Um, it could be, you know, like we've known some chonky cats in our lifetime. I know I have. So maybe it's a part of her body. You yeah, know, her fur just grows that Yeah, way, she's which just is a very fuzzy cat. Great. Um, it does look a little separate, though, so I'm not sure if that is the correct version. Um, two, it could be a fur coat. She's a fancy kitty. She has a fur coat. But it does add another question of, so it's a fur coat. 
of another cat. Of what exactly? Because it's cat sized. Yeah. Did you? Did she like skin a cat or have a cat skinned? Because yeah. there's more than one way to do that. Yeah. So is there murder involved in this in this character? Yeah. And she seems to be very nice though to the little white cat yes. who seems lost the entire time. Yes. Um, but I feel like she's among her people. Sure. She's not a, yes. not a cat. Right. She is still a Judy cat. Judy Dent. Ah! I hate phones. <laughs> <laughs> we are a very high-tech operation here at Podcats. Um, my personal working theory is that Judy Dench was like, I'm cold. And so she like put on a fur coat over her mocap suit <laughs> and they couldn't get rid of it. So they're just like, I don't know, those cats wear it. So they just colored under it. That is my working theory. In the same Ooh. way that if you're in like a stage show with like a heavy makeup job on somebody, like they have to make their, their face look weird. They're mm. always wearing long sleeves. So they have to like paint as little of this person as possible. She's just mm. wearing this like big fur coat. That's yeah. my personal working theory. And I feel like that is supported. She is a dame and... Um, um, it's in her she, name. Yeah, and she takes no shit. No, so, and I we would not expect that, that from her. There's like a big door. It's like a cat. There's a cat side. So it's a it's a door that it's much bigger than a cat. Mm -hmm. But there are there are handles at cat level, <laughs> which I know that this is like a fantasy, <laughs> but I. I just, <laughs> I'm trying to understand. And I want, I want, I want everyone out there to know, and I'm going to make this clear again and again and again. This, we are not coming from a place of irony for this. I am no. legitimately fascinated <laughs> and overjoyed and excited about this movie because I think it's rare that we just get something that just has us all, makes us forget our worries for that the the day this trailer dropped was a glorious, beautiful day to be on Twitter. A wonderful oh, yeah. time where you just everyone agreed that we were all going to celebrate what was happening. And I can't remember the last time that has happened. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe when La La Land lost the best picture in that mm. very public way. Yeah. 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 Uh continue. I think I would like to pause here. Okay. Because I have a lot of uh, thoughts about the bed. I think this is in the when I first watched it, this is maybe my second full watch of this trailer uh -huh. because I could not bring myself to do it again. Yes. <laughs> but in the first watch, I was like, "Ah, yes, I'm accepting some of this." Like Ah, huh, Judy Dench looks kind of weird. There's a little white cat. Is that Taylor Swift? I don't know. Milk bar? Sure. Um, like a little little cat city? Sure. And then we get to the bed, and it's huge. It's so big. It's a gigantic bed. Whose bed is that? And they're so small. They're so small. They're like little toothpick cats just flying around <laughs> on this bed. They destroyed a pillow, apparently. Because there's feathers just raining, raining on down. them. Feather pillows, which only exist in movies. Yes. It's yes. this thing that does not exist in life. Not any, and, and shouldn't, because there's a whole thing with the animals, and yeah. it, it's very bad to have a feather pillow. Feather pillow, you're, you're canceled, feather pillows. <laughs> yes, you're absolutely. Canceled. And so I think this is where I, I had a turning point, personally. I'm just keeping an eye on the audio, guys, don't worry. <laughs> Again, we've been here for 40 minutes. They haven't said that. anything. I figured right. if it was a problem, they would have come up to us. Well, and if they come up to us, they have so, they have to answer some of these questions about cats as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because... We'll leave, we'll leave, we'll leave. First, <laughs> let me show you this trailer. Trailer, please. We're doing important work here. This, I'm a journalist. <laughs> Do you see my press pats? I have a little hat, and it's got a little ticket in it that says press. Yes. The bed is so big. It's the so cats big. cats are so Look at this small. freeze frame of Mr. Mistopheles. Oh, this no. This little cat with a little hat. No. No. <laughs> Not like this. He's so meek. I think it looks really good. Yeah. Like, the cinematography of it is really pretty. Here we go. <laughs> Fucking... 
The only person speaking voice we hear in this trailer besides Judy Dench is a fuck-mothering James Corden. And I'm infuriated by that for reasons I don't fully understand. Yeah, I think he's an infuriating person. And I haven't really gotten a lot of proof that he's a bad person. I think there was a Reddit one time that I just was feel like, it in my bones. he's horrible. Yeah, I think, and I think there's there's one tick against him and that he's the only cat that is fully clothed. And I feel like he made that, he gave, he made us think about that on purpose. What? James Corden, not <laughs> not, director not director Tom Hooper. No, because he is Bustopher Jones, whose oh. cat's characteristic is being big and fat. That is oh. his whole deal. Is he is a big, big fat cat? Uh, and I guess cinematically, the way you communicate that is that he's wearing big pants, and he maybe has a shirt that doesn't fit right, so he's got a big cat belly hanging out. Yeah, I'm afraid of this cat. <laughs> I have a Bustopher Jones on the books and I don't I really don't want to dive deep on this cat. I certainly don't want to listen to that song five times to like get ready for the episode, <laughs> but this is my life now. Yeah. This is James Corden did this to you. He did this to all of us. I feel like this movie doesn't get made without James Corden and that infuriates me. Yeah. Yeah, Judy Dench did not ask to be in it. She was like, I, I guess. Like to be in cats, please. <laughs> That's my Judy Dench. Beautiful. Oh, here it comes. There's there's Rebel Wilson's uh, big fat cat. Um, sexism alert. Uh, she is not wearing clothes at all, but she is also a chonky cat. Sexism <laughs> alert. What? Ladies can't wear clothes now? Yeah. Women be shopping. Jason Derulo. Ian, Ian McKellen is here now, everyone. And he got a very interesting makeup job where they kind of just put some whiskers and ears on him and let him go. And I think that's great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Don't like, lose that facial performance. Yeah, like maybe like there was a sign of hope in Ian McKellen. Like right. they were all going to look like this. No. Why did, so some of the cats got, like, Jason Derulo cat. Mm-hmm. That it, It's just his face, and they put cat flair around his face. Yes. Like they would in a Broadway show. Mm-hmm. But then there are others, like Jennifer Hudson, who just got fucking massacred in this movie. Yes. And she has... It's like they cut her eyes out of a fucking magazine and stuck them on a cat like it's a vine. And why did some cats make it out la-di-da and beautiful? And why did some cats just get absolutely wrecked? These are the questions that I hope to answer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Here's Taylor Swift's name. Which means we're about All to right. get uh, the the catnip thermos. Yes. Ooh, that's Jen, and she uh, she's not having a good time. No, she is killing the song. Yes. some cats now in this trailer they're singing and dancing on a table like a kitchen table and they look like jack and the beanstalk they look like he's on the giant's table like it's that disney cartoon where mickey plays jack and he's like the size of a the the eaten part of a spoon yeah which is not how big cat no cats big yeah cats are i mean I am fostering a cat right now, and I would say, like, the cat I have is pretty little. He's, like, the size of, like, 
my like the end of my hand to my elbow. Right. Like, that's like a and like he sits on my bed, but it's not a giant canvas <laughs> of just like debauchery. If that he you sat just... next to a cup, he would be bigger than the cup. Yeah, he would definitely be bigger than the cup. He's bigger than forks and knives, um, many bowls. Um, many things in my apartment he's bigger than, and he will chase it and play with it. Um, but no, not in this world. They're all so small. So, so small. No, ma'am. So small. They're so little. I'm so scared for them. It's like Toy Story when they, like, Mm. fall out the back of a truck, and it's like, you're so small. Like, no. You're going to get hurt. Yeah. You're so small. They're all going to get hurt. Jen. Was that London? Yeah, I think Cats is kind of any city, but really London. Because, like, there are songs that mention, like, Scotland Yard and stuff like that. So it, and the, most of the cast is British, too. Yeah. Yeah. Taylor a lot Swift. of them affect British accents, like Bungo, Jerry, and <laughs> Rumble Teaser. Yeah, so they, they have, I mean, like, these are cat names that only British people would give their cats. Oh, yeah, British people are Old insane. Deuteronomy, no. Buster for Jones. <laughs> Ugh, British people. No, no. You're canceled. You are Everyone canceled. knows that you're a fake country. You don't <laughs> exist. You're just, you're a parody. I'm like so this is a cons- I don't belong to a lot of conspiracy theories but one for sure is that people are like British people are so fancy absolutely no. not you're fooled by the voice so fooled by the voice they are not fancy at all they are just as insane as we are maybe sillier I think they're way sillier than us we are like America is all about the the you know getting things done and all about the business. America's and a grim country. <laughs> yes. We're a sad people. We're it's but it's very straightforward. We're not silly like these British people. England is a place where you live in a place that's upon another place. And you're like I'm in East Evanshire upon Bedford and you're like, like what? What? <laughs> Okay, <laughs> sure, I believe it. Are you having a bubble bath? Love, they or call people love. Aluminium is schedule? aluminum. Yeah, schedule's insane. No, don't these British people <laughs> no. talk so funny? And also, I will say this is a direct attack against I studied abroad in London. I was one of those theater people. Um, And it's a direct attack against my British professors there because they were like, you Americans talk so quietly. You're not uh, used to being on the large stage. Every time I turn on a British movie, I'm going to include this one. I don't know what the fuck they're saying. It's too quiet. Yeah, they're like, blah, 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 blah. So quiet. So love you in the drawing room. Yes, Pride and Prejudice. Like I love that movie. Sexiest, one of the top sexiest movies for sure. Which one, Kira? Uh, yeah, the yeah. Kira one. Ooh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Dog. Yeah. But uh, what are they saying? I don't know what's <laughs> happening. Speak up. Yes. I can't hear you. Yes. That's where Grandma Humphrey comes yes. out again. <laughs> yes. I'm like what? Hello. I can't hear you. You know what visually I was kind of getting from this trailer this time was a little Moulin Rouge. Oh. I think mm. with kind of the like construction of the sets, this like arch, not every day, the lighting especially, mm-hmm. there's like Jason Derulo dancing in front of like a jukebox and there's this big wall of like neon blue or there's like this scene where Mr. Mistopheles is like tossing roses in the air and the way they like symmetrically mm. fall down around him. I'm getting strong Moulin Rouge vibes. Yeah. I think I agree, especially some of the color, the light coming in, lots of doorways and right. windows, like, but only one doorway and window, not a lot of bright light. And like also Moulin Rouge, I guess you're, they just switch to different places so quickly where you're like, is this all in the same building or like, 
around the street, but it doesn't matter. Are they asleep? It's just like, no, the romance has taken them to another plane of existence. They're just high up now. Um, And yeah, I think Cats is definitely borrowing from that motif. It feels like Tom Hooper heard our complaints about Les Mis (laughs) and listened to them. Yeah. It feels like us joking for seven years that it's like, why are there so many close-ups? Like, put some color in this. He heard us, which is bizarre. I, yeah, we did it, y'all. Congrats. Because <laughs> like, just from this trailer, it's like because Lehman's was like close up, close up, close up, mm-hmm. close up. There's lots of wides, you know, like the big bed shot with the huge giant bed. There's a litany of new and fascinating problems yeah. that are not just like too many close-ups, be prepared. Now I still think memory is going to be in one take. I Mm. think that's going to be a one-shotter. I think Jennifer Hudson will maybe get another sweet Oscar. Um, Which she deserves. Although, like, okay, so uh, as someone you've seen the musical, is memory um, a bad song? Is it a sad song? Memory is, it is every one of these songs. It is... On My Own mm-hmm. and Burn from Hamilton. Okay. Every one of those songs that's in every musical that we as a podcast are trying to find a word for. I've called it the ingenue song, mm. but like there's there's probably another word that we can invent. Yeah. But that song, and you've all heard it, and they all progress in exactly the same way, and they only exist so that whoever is playing that part can show off their big musical voice. Hmm. Memory is like the second to last song in that show. It's just like, it's supposed to be like, um, it fills a similar place that like Bring Him Home does in Les Mis. Just like, Bring Him Home. (laughs) Okay. Cause, Um, Cause I guess like, is she dying? Is that the thing? Like that, that, That's maybe, so maybe this is coming from a very cynical place of, like, Jennifer Hudson deserves all the accolades singing-wise, award-wise, and has, you know, won. And we could see it in Dreamgirls, like, that, you know, that, like, I'm telling you is, like, oh, just shivers through your body. But, like... What's memory trying to do? Like, I, I just don't think it earns it, maybe. Absolutely not. Well, <laughs> Cats does not have a plot. It is a list of cats. Mm. Um, and that is Grizabella's big song. Mm-hmm. And it comes very late in the show. It's the 11 o'clock number. Mm. And then it's like, we're, we're going to do one more thing and then it's over. Mm. Um, that is memory. And that function in every other show that has that number is like, we love this character. We've been through hell with them. They've been scorned for the last time, and they just have to belt it out um, and let us know in a way that all they can only do through this song. But because it's cats, and we like don't know this character, it's just like because the song is like my memory of days in the sun. Like I am a poor gutter cat now, and yeah. I and I long to break free. Episode on this fucking song coming. Um, and it fills such a strange role in this in this production because she is not like our main character or anything. Mm. It's just like she gets the one fucking knockdown drag out number. Uh, college theater audition people get ready because you're gonna be fucking hearing that song again. You thought you were done. No, yep. no, no, it's back, baby. It's back. Uh, you know, and they were doing Burn for the last um, yeah. seven years, and now Memory's back. And any song in Wicked, Wizard and I. Christ. Um, uh, Defying Gravity, oh, I'm Defying sure, Gravity. was the, the big one. That was probably the worst one. Wizard and I is probably going to fit your voice better, everyone. But <laughs> Defying Gravity will not. You probably um, can't hit those stuff. <laughs> no. I, Dina Menzel, can't hit them anymore. No. She's out of that. Yeah, well, she, she doesn't, she didn't, she doesn't have proper technique and she's fucking destroyed that register. It's like when you try to listen to fucking like Aerosmith now, like it's over. Like oh. he can't do it because he's yeah. trashed yeah. his vocal cords. See, the problem, most people on Defying Gravity, they start too strong. Mm. You need to start low so you can build. You know, yeah. you need to give the performance where you're pulling back so that when you pull forward, 
it explodes. Yeah. But most right. people do the first verse like define gravity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, you're going too no, hard. Too, too hard. You need you to You haven't like, even flown yet. No. You need to, so that when you're literally flying <laughs> in that song, yeah. it's just like so that you fucking blow them away. Oh yeah. Uh, so that's a note for all of you who are about to go through musical theater auditions. Yeah. And for some reason want to try who don't do musical theater professionally at no. All nope. one person doesn't even like it unless it's cabaret, fun home. I like oh, Wicked. Fun home is great. Oh, I love Fun Home. It's so good. Oh, uh, Fun Home, uh, Wicked. I, I'm a Wicked apologist for sure. I mean, I'm not. I will not apologize. There's no need to apologize. Um, it's a great show. It just got too big for its own good. Hamilton. Yes. Like, other than that, like garbage. I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> I am very excited for In the Heights. I do really okay, like. Okay. Yeah, In I Heights. like In the Heights too. I think uh, Bring It On the musical is fucking primed and ready oh. for a musical adaptation. Oh yeah. Because that that soundtrack. Slaps. Yeah, that that's probably Rips. prime. Okay, I like um, oh uh, oh I I don't remember what it's called now. Um, nope, I hate all musicals. I forgot. <laughs> and that's it, Melanie. Uh, very hates all musicals. Yeah, that's a I I hate them. Uh, no, I don't hate them. I think you know, and I think this brings it back to the trailer. Sometimes with musicals, because you have singing in it. I feel like you can get in a lazy point where you just focus on the singing and right. having the singing sound really good, which is probably the most boring part of a, of a show. I yeah, listen you really to, don't like musicals. I listen to music. I can listen to music in my ear every day. Like, and like, you know, like why I go to the theater is you, it's all got to come together. So if sure. you're only focusing on the music part and you're not focusing on the choreography or the, the, the acting moments or the acting in the song, um, then it's not good. And I don't care. That is absolutely correct. I remember now. I have a soft spot for Spring Awakening. Oh, great show. as we both went to MOFA, like, that was probably the MOFA. Because that was 2010. So that's, like, when Spring Awakening is fucking... It's Spring Awakening and Next to Normal. Were oh, the, the big ones normal. that summer. Yeah. And then I never heard about Next to Normal again. <laughs> but Spring Awakening continued to be a show that is put on regularly. Mm-hmm. That people still re- Mother Love yeah. Me. Like that that song is incredible. Oh, bitch of living. And I was yeah. like an angsty teen. I was like, yeah, I want a musical about sex. So I've where they never say, had bitch. it. <laughs> yeah, like heck yeah. Oh man. I took my mom to this musical. Me and my friends, we both took our moms because they wouldn't let us go out to Kansas City by ourselves into the city. My uh, high school sweetheart was there uh, sitting separately and they do like simulate, sim- or simulate sex on stage. Very uh, and that is actually um, the like mildest I've seen now oh, really? at this oh yes like I I saw a Steppenwolf show where they were like naked for like a whole 10 minute scene See, that is the kind of theater I yeah. need more of that's what I would go out for nowadays yeah. oh it was a bad show though so oh, okay. um, but Steppenwolf theater an amazing theater I didn't like that one show I won't say it on air um, because it's it's going to Broadway well, <laughs> so nice. you can that's, see oh, it then. Yes. <laughs> so then you can see it it's the new Equus, where it's like, yeah. oh, I gotta go see that peen. I mean, I think the what semi-famous it. person is gonna show that peen? Oh, I wonder if I saw his penis. I just saw her a lot, which is you always, saw her penis. Yeah, I saw. Well, I saw her body the most, which is like, of course, of course you do. I've seen plenty of women's bodies. They're fine. Give me that dick. Yeah, I want absolutely. that dick. Absolutely. HBO need more wait. dick, please. Yeah, more dick, please. <laughs> And that is a, a note that we can really leave everybody <laughs> Yeah, on. and I, you know what? I'm going to say it for the Cats trailer. There's way too many boobs, not enough dicks. <laughs> Why do they have breasts? Show I couldn't even cat say dicks, it. Barbed, spiked cat penises. Well, you saw that Jabuki. Yeah, shout out to Jabuki, one of the great, one of the Twitter greats, who changed his name and profile to Cats Movie. He had the little blue check mark next to it. And posted um, the the cats in the movie are going to have realistic spiked penises and was banned for 24 hours yes. in one of the great Twitter jokes. Pour one out for for Jabuki, who absolutely did the Lord's work on yeah. that tweet. Well, and I think. 
think even too, like if we're gonna talk about penises and cats, can we? You know, there's not even a bulge. Like I didn't see one bulge right. in this, and that's like what I mean. That's like a big part of dance too. Right, is like ballet is like yeah, everyone's in skimpy outfits at, at the ballet, and like you, you can't hide the bulge. No, the like, weird you can't thing... talk it like a drag queen. They're doing way too much. Right, the weird thing that they did is that like okay, so obviously in cast the show they're all in unitards, so mm-hmm. like you know we see a lot of the human form. So the cats on stage do have women's breasts, but that's because we, the audience, know that it is a woman wearing mm-hmm. a a tight onesie. Mm-hmm. But when you translate, when you're, when the human mind knows you're just doing CGI, mm-hmm. why bother to digitally create cat breasts? Yeah. You could have gotten rid of them. Yeah. It's <laughs> baffling. And also... Yeah. I better see Idris Elba's bulge. Yes. I better see yes. Jason's Derulo. Yes. Yes. Ian McKellen? Yeah. Uh, I you would know like what? to. Hell yeah. Lumping in there for sure. Lumping in there. Yeah. It's like, you know, I'm not super attracted to Judy Dench at this stage of her life. Mm-hmm. But if she's like, get over here, I'm like, yeah, I have to. Like, if offered the opportunity, mm-hmm. yeah. you have to see Judy Dench naked. Yeah. You have to see Ian McKellen naked. Like, if yeah. he is like, would you enjoy this? I'd be like, yes, I must experience this. I, yeah, I think for me, I mean, I think when I think about my, like, age range attraction thing, I think, you know, you got the, like, George Clooney, you got the salt and pepper hair, right. whatever, whatever. I, like, am, again, a Beatles fan, so, like, I would definitely, like, I would go places with Paul McCartney. Paul's still, still hot, which is frustrating. still hot. It's frustrating. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, he, and, it, like, he makes sense why he has had so many wives. Yeah. Like, it's like, yeah, he's still hot. He's a Like, Mick Jagger? No. <laughs> Not hot still. He is, his girlfriend. <laughs> is a Melanie, actually. Wow. I think Mick Jagger, yes. Um, Because she is another dancer Mm -hmm. um, with American Ballet Theater and had a baby with him. Oh. Oh, is there another famous Rolling Stones person? Keith Richards. Okay. I don't think it's that man. Okay. I think it's Mick Jagger. Jack Sparrow's dad, Keith Richards. (laughs) No. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's another famous Melanie. So uh, let that that be the note we leave you all on, is that if you stay hot... (laughs) You can keep getting late. Yeah. You just have to stay hot. Stay hot out there, Stay everyone. hot, everyone. <laughs> Enjoy your summer. Mother, you love me. Mother. This has been a Talkback Podcast.